Hey, my friend, what is the one thing holding you back from achieving what you want in life, whether it's family, fitness, or business? Today, I have the good fortune to share with you an insightful conversation with athlete and entrepreneur Brian Goodell. Brian talks about keys to overcoming barriers and starting your journey to success in business, but his insights can be applied in different areas of our lives. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Inspire to Run Podcast. Here, you will find inspiration. Whether you are looking to take control of your health and fitness or you are a seasoned runner looking for community and some extra motivation, you will hear inspiring stories from amazing runners along with helpful tips from fitness experts. Now, here's your host, Richard Connor. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Inspire to Run Podcast. Today, I have the honor of sitting down with Brian Goodell who is a real estate investor, inventor, entrepreneur, and co-founder of Bibboards. Bibboards makes innovative products for runners, cyclists, triathletes, and trail runners. You may know Bibboards by their bib snaps to hold your bibs in place during races. I've recently used their products and love them, and it's exciting for me to have Brian here to chat with us today. So welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me, Richard. So you have an incredible background. I'm really curious to learn more about your journey, how you got here to co-founding this company and bringing these products to market, considering your background in very different industries. So, you know, let's just get the conversation started and just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. Yeah, you know, um, journey way back in my 46 young years, um, I got into uh Sports. I am actually a, f- a former collegiate uh, football player and, and and basketball player. But my background, as my mom played sports and, and my dad played at USC in uh, baseball, and he he also played for the what I like to say he likes to say a cup of coffee with the, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Yankees. I've, I've got a, a brother who's in sports. Uh, he played uh, baseball, played for the Florida Marlins, and and Steve played uh, also with the Atlanta Braves and um, my grandfather was an athlete, uh, played, you know, professional baseball, whatnot, and Santa Clara. So my background is in sports. And then I, I went to uh, Texas Tech and Idaho State. And <clears throat> football was my thing. Did a little bit of running there, try to uh, try to get a little, get faster as a receiver. So I ran with the sprint team at Idaho State just to, uh, in the off season, um, when I realized how fast people uh, that run really are, it's different football speed versus track speed. There's a debate for that. But yeah, my backstory is sports. I mean, I grew up around it. It was life, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, you know, um, one youngest of six. Yeah. So when I was done with college football, I did try out for the NFL. Things didn't work out, you know, and in 1999, 2000, I did the whole NFL Europe um, tryouts. Didn't work out. Had some XFL tryouts. I tried out for over 20 NFL teams. Did some arena football stuff. Um, but when I got into real estate, I had an opportunity to uh, play for an old coach of mine, Fred Blitnikoff Jr. He was an arena coach. I was already making what I call uh, a living and big kid money. So I, I was I was already what? I think I was 28 and I was like, OK, football's done. So, yeah, sports into transitions into real estate in the early 2000s. And yeah, back up in college, I was actually inventing something with a best friend of mine. We invented the keychain breathalyzer. So it was a blood alcohol level uh, content digital reader that went on a keychain. So that was actually something that Anthony and I started. And then it was taken by Sharper Image, funny enough story. But yeah, then we, then him and I invented another product called uh, Dip Tops. 
uh, spill-resistant lid that goes on beverage cans, and that did pretty well. We sold uh, millions of those. And yeah, so I've, yeah, to answer your question, sports into transitioning into real estate and inventing. That's fantastic. And I'm so fascinated by your background because this is an area that I didn't, I didn't take that path in life, but I've always been fascinated by entrepreneurship and inventing. So really want to kind of learn through your journey and, and the things that you've done and, you know, what led you to even where you are today with Bibboards. You've done a lot of different things, or I said, sorry, different companies during your life. So like, how did you choose to focus in one area versus another? Like how, what kind of brought you to dip tops and then kind of the bib wars, which is something that's pretty different. Yeah, that's a great question. Rob Greenspoon is, is our, is my business partner in this venture. Rob's a, a runner. Rob's also a patent and trademark attorney by day. Rob and I were friends from him, uh, enforcing my previous invention, dip tops. We had someone that stole our idea and we're pitching it. They were selling it to a big company called Seven Eleven, and, Rob, help me out. He helped me out in 90 days. Uh, we won a case against this company, which was a very large company. And Rob basically made them go away. And then we collected for that. And Rob said, when I invent something, I want you to be my business partner. So Rob, Rob's in Chicago. And I said, well, Rob, well, first you got to invent something, you know, so he's a patent attorney and trademark attorney. And, and yeah, so th- what led me into bid boards in 2009, when he, he was running the Chicago Marathon. He came up with the original concept when people were fumbling with safety pins in the stall, getting ready to run the Chicago Marathon. It was freezing cold in the morning. People are stabbing their fingers, trying to get that bib straight. And Rob said there there had to be a better way. Uh, he, he called me at that time and said, hey, Brian, I've got this idea. What do you think? And so the original idea made holes in the garments. And I mean, I have one. I have one right here. This one's for Abbott World Marathon Majors. And I said, well, that's just interesting because safety pins make holes. I, I know enough. That doesn't really, that's not a better mouse trap. So yeah, fast forward, Rob came to me with the idea. I said, you know, I'm just too busy. Fast forward seven years, 2016, he finally got his first version of our patents, our IP. And that's when I, I said, you know what? This is interesting. Let's make it so it doesn't make holes. And so we tested it, tried it, and it, it didn't make any holes. And we made it from a recyclable nylon plastic, which was flexible, smoothed out the bib. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. So, yeah, with Rob, you know, coming up with original concept, him and I created this. I own the company. We both started it. He still is a trademark and patent attorney by day. And so, yeah, that's how I got from from that invention into this one. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I'll share a little bit with you and our listeners. So I discovered your company not not too long ago. And. You know, what I love about it is not only that the, the product doesn't make holes, which in your shirts, or you're, I'm buying relatively expensive shirts when I'm doing races. I want to wear like a nice shirt, uh, whether it's, you know, my own brand or, or someone else's brand. So that's one, but I love that I could print my logo on, on the snaps, on the bib snaps. And I think that's really ingenious because then I get to promote myself in a way, in another way. So, uh, you know, a lot of thought really went into the, to the product. You know, it's it's so interesting, right? Is, is everybody asks me, what do you do for a living? Some people that, you know, just when I meet random people, I, I sell bib fasteners. I'm like, hmm, what is that? We do put lots of logos on. I mean, I could go on and on about the brands that, that we've been fortunate to to put on there from Brooks Shoes to Lululemon to just local businesses, local orthopedics that want to be involved in running in, in, in the endurance space, um, whether it's mutters, cycling events, 
five Ks to Ironman to Ultra. Some of the some of the most fit people on the planet are, are wearing our product. Olympians. Emma Coburn does an amazing race out in Colorado, Crested Butte, the Elk Run, and, and they get them every year. And people just post socially. They love them. They love them because people don't like safety pins. But yeah, the the, the whole solve is is you know there's there's 250 million safety pins out there uh, on an annual base, and that it really doesn't have to be. Um, ours are recyclable. Ours are reusable. You know, they don't get left on the race course, you know, in the streets. So, yeah, I think I think the same reason you like to put a logo on there. I think uh, it's funny as most most people put pictures of their their family, friends and then pets. A lot of dogs come through our customized tool. Cats had some interesting stuff. Snakes actually too. I never thought of that. Oh man. So I guess if my wife listens to this episode, she's going to want me to do that next and put a photo of our miniature schnauzer on some bib snap. So, um, that's really interesting. And that, that's really great to hear that there's so many different opportunities for someone to bring their personality or bring, bring it to life, you know, kind of through those bib snaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of going back to the invention concept, you know, I think what's fun, fun about, you know, like in the endurance running space, you know, this is a hundred year old technology. And in running specifically and cycling, uh, everything's about breathable, aerodynamic, comfort, no chafing, shoes that catapult you full, uh, further, faster, you know, to improve times. Everything's everything's really geared to to get better, more efficient, you know, more sustainable. And we're still using safety pins. And so I think that's where we want to come in and, you know, and, and we work with we're in run retail stores and, and fleet feats and things like that. But we're also in, we work with a lot of race directors and just the feedback. I, I, I remember just a quick story. It's like when we first started at the beta breakers race here in San Francisco, there's 50,000 people that run this and we set up a 10 by 10 booth and I'm with my wife and Rob and we had 10 designs. We brought about 500 and a spinning rack and people walked by and were pointing at us. And I didn't know if they were laughing at us or they were like, they were like, whoa, what is that? And, and sure enough, they all came in and started crowding our booth. Well, we ended up selling out, which is really cool. And I was, I was like, man, well, I hope, I hope one day we get a five-star review. That would be really awesome. And sure enough, we got a five-star review, love the product, hate safety pins. Then it was, I was like, man, I hope we can get 10. And then, you know, people will really, well, and it happened. But we have 20,000 reviews now. And I think almost, it's a 4.8, so it's like almost 98% are five-star reviews. And it's just really humbling and cool to see that that many people embraced the concept and idea that, you know, Rob and I came up with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love what you said about how there's innovation in all other, many other aspects of of sports, you know, especially for runners, but this is an area that there wasn't any innovation for, for such a long time. And you were able to bring that, um, that that's really interesting. And, you know, I'd love to learn a little bit about your journey. So I'm sure not right out of the gate, everything is successful, right? I'm sure it's a bit of a journey for you. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, what do you think would be, or what would you say are kind of your biggest obstacles, you know, along that journey? And how'd you overcome them? I think the big, biggest, biggest obstacle is like overcoming the fear of failure. It's like, you know, I, I think maybe it's like signing up for a marathon that you're scared to do or, you know, should I really do it? Am I really going to finish? What happens if I get in and I want to quit? You know, same thing in entrepreneurs. Like, can I invent? Absolutely. Anybody can invent. 
ideas, people are, people are very creative and come up with ideas. It's, it's, I think the biggest hurdle we had to come up that I've all had to come up over would probably be, you know, when we started this, we funded it ourselves. We didn't go ask anybody else. You know, it's, it's kind of going from something that an industry that I was doing well, well before, but going, wait a minute, everybody in endurance that I spoke to didn't like this. And I'm like, wait, there's an opportunity. There's 250 million safety pins. There's what 50 to 50 plus million bibs annually. I'm like, wait a minute. If we could do this a quarter at a time, 50 cents at a time, this is a real idea. This is a really land land grab. So I guess the hurdle would be is going, okay, I'm in. And then actually, you know, my background making products is, is relatively pretty easy for me. Concepts, ideas, but the market research just showed that if I don't get in that, like I get it. I got to get in this and go. So I don't know. Does that answer your question? It does. And and it's really interesting. So having a business background myself, I'm listening to you know kind of what you're talking about in terms of that market opportunity. And that's exactly what you start with. Is there, you know, first off, is there a market for this? And then is in the second, is there a problem that I could solve? I guess maybe that's first, right? Is there a problem I could solve? Second, is this a real market that I can go after? And that's going to be, you know, relevant. And you just said it. I think you said what fifty million bibs was uh, was kind of the size. Or, so so that that's incredible. And then so you said overcoming fear. So it was really just getting started. It wasn't necessarily the act of doing the invention and doing the product development. It was like, should I invest and should I put my time and energy into this idea, and will I be successful? Yeah, you know, I think that's the the biggest uh, hurdle, right? Is is I can't tell you how many times I've met people and they're like, you know what idea I came up with? You know, I came up with XYZ product and then I saw it on an infomercial at 12 at night and the guy's, you know, selling flashlights that hover off the ground. And uh, I came up with that idea. I'm like, well, are you sure you did? But here's the thing is, is like the, the fear I've done this. I, I've gotten, I've now on my third invention and I've helped others invent stuff. You know, that's kind of fun for, you know, I'm helping another guy that I knew he's had the idea for 10 years and reached out to me and said, Hey, can you help me with this? And I said, I can, but you're going to have to put like a lot of energy and effort into this in the first 30 days. And so 10 years, I got further in him in 90. He's now got a prototype. He's ready to go product pricing, what the market bears cost to produce the product. And he's ready. And he's, he's, his idea came to conception. It's taken him 10 years to get here and it took us 90 days, but I think that's just after doing it. And so uh, doing it a few times myself, it just gets easier. So I try to encourage people, like if, if you were to encourage someone to do some run training and sign up for a marathon, same thing. It's just about going, okay, just sign up and do it. Say yes. And then find out what happens next, right? That's right. That's right. And then what would you say? So, you know, some of the things that you said would to overcome some of those fears is number one, having confidence that there is, um, or data that there is an opportunity Number two is having, you know, that idea that you felt really passionate about. And then three is really kind of taking that step, that first step to say, I'm just going to sign up and I'm just going to do it, whether it's running the marathon or moving forward with, with an idea. You know, what other tips would you share with our community? Again, if it's kind of running that race or starting up a new business that can kind of help them along the journey, because it can be scary, especially if you if there's risk involved. I mean, do they have to step on a ledge and to do this? Maybe they're doing something that's full time. 
And this is going to require a lot of effort. So maybe it just makes sense to go full time on, on this new idea, but there's a lot of risk with that. So like, what are some of the other things that you would say to someone um, who has this big idea, but maybe won't take action on it because of some of these risks? Reach out to me. If I can add value, I will. You know, we have some really good advisors on our team that have helped me. Uh, Ed Zuckerberg's one of them. He is a former runner and he's given us a ton of, ton of insight on a product. And I ask him and, and there's no reason why I can't help anybody else. If somebody said, hey, I've got a concept, an idea. A lot of times, you know, him and then I've got another guy who's who started a company called Pop Sockets who helped us out a lot. And he's also, you know, he's done those ultra crazy races, those 150 mile uh, Leadville races and whatnot. And, and so I try to take, they've had some very successful companies of their own and, you know, just getting a nugget here and there and, and being able to add value and, and say, Hey, listen, here's, here's my idea. If I can say, Hey, this is what I do. Here's the three steps I would do. I would literally draw it up on, you know, have, have one of your friends who's a, a, a good, a good artist drop, whatever your concept, if it's a new shoe that makes you run, you know, a sub two hour marathon and that's your new invention. Let's draw it up on a piece of paper. Let's get it real. Let's bring it to life. You know, and two, let's find out who can make your first prototype, whether it's out of plastic, you know, a molding machine or whatnot. And then, you know, three, what, who's going to buy the shoe and how much are you going to sell it for? I think sometimes we complicate things and we make banana splits before we make scoops of vanilla ice cream. And then all of a sudden we got chocolate sauce on our face and whipped cream on our nose. And it's like, it's not that complicated. I promise you, um, if I can do it, you know, I'm a former football guy. I've been hitting the head a bunch. I think there's a lot more, a lot more intelligent, smarter people than, than I, but I'm a big, I, I, lo I love bringing ideas to life and I love seeing them out there. It's, it's really cool to watch the journey of something grow like, like our baby here. I mean, some of the brands that have bought from us, I'm like, it's so cool that I came up with an idea with Rob and then I'm, we're, we're getting these companies to really believe in us and send us from the space force to, uh, I mean, here, like, I'll just show you a couple pictures. Like these companies are, are, are buying our idea. Yeah. I've, I've had a few, quite a few emails over the years from runners. Hey, here's my idea. Do you think you can help? And I, if I can add value, I will. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm approaching this purely from an entrepreneurship standpoint, because, you know, again, this is an area of interest for me. And, and I was that guy, you know, many, many years ago, started working on different ideas with friends and got prototypes working and, you know, things started to work, but never really carried it forward. So, yeah, when it's out in the market, you're like, I'm like, oh. I wish I just stuck with it. I wish we, you know, really realized what we had started and, and brought it to market, but I didn't. And like you just said, I, I'm sure a lot of folks feel that way for, you know, maybe fear, maybe there's other reasons um, that they might have. So no, this is very, very helpful. And, and then let's talk about for runners specifically, there's probably a, a number of things, you know, just with the safety pins alone that there wasn't a lot of innovation around. I'm sure there's probably other things that folks aren't thinking about. So as they're listening to this episode and they had that idea, hey, I'm an ultra runner and it'd be really nice that if I had X, Y, or Z. Well, if you're listening to this, you know, go for your idea and, you know, follow Brian's advice. I, I love it. Totally. Yeah. And, and they're out there. There's, there's ideas. It seems like we've invented everything, right? Like it's done. There's no more. No, there's going to be some really cool, innovative concepts. Just being in the running space myself, I'm always looking, you know, because um, I go to the TRE, the running event in Austin, Texas, which is all run brands get underneath one roof. We do the running USA conference. 
and that'll be in Orlando. And I'm around all these race directors that are really cool. You know, we do dinners and whatnot. It's really cool. But looking for the next innovation piece, like what's going to be the next cool thing in running, cycling, um, I'm always thinking myself, but yeah, for, for runners that use our, our product, I mean, I think, I think from a performance standpoint, you know, it's, it's what we call like the jolly jogger that, that we, we sell to, but we, we also sell to people that are trying to shape, you know, seconds off their times from colleges, high schools, youth running, cross country, track and field. I mean, division one schools to division three it's, and then there's, you know, there's grand fondos, people that are, you know, going 40, 50 miles an hour downhill that don't want flapping bibs. They want more aerodynamics. So from a performance standpoint, it smooths out, you know, um, the bib for better pictures. I remember when the Disney photographer reached out, he goes, Brian, one of the biggest challenges I have is that people are wearing their bibs into these outfits and everything, and they're crumpled up and they're sideways and I can't see the number. So he had to, they had to bring on a team of people that would open up pictures and see if the number with the bib number was so that they can actually give them back their pictures that they were at the race, that they did this because the safety pin was tearing the corners. Hmm. Usain Bolt, the fastest man in the world. I watched him on, you know, running on TV and he's got three corners secure and one safety pin popped loose and it's flapping. It just shouldn't be that way for, for the fastest man in the world. (laughs) We could do better, right? (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's, it's true. Ours does smooth it out and secure it. And it's not, dragging in the wind I mean, he runs so fast he needs less drag yeah wow that's incredible and you know so thank you for sharing that and you know thank you for sharing some of the benefits that honestly i didn't even realize i'm just thinking i'm secure it's better than a safety pin but the even the aerodynamics that's um pretty cool so let's talk a little bit beyond running so i know that you make products that are used for maybe other applications other than running let's talk you know just for a minute about that yeah you know uh, the the Evolution of bib boards, we've secured hundreds of thousands of runners bibs for races, mutters, etc. Well, we kept getting asked, can you do lapel pens? Because I collect lapel pens and I hate the sharp lapel pens going through my garments. And I said, yeah, absolutely you can. So we came up with Me Snaps. It's a daily wearable snap charm. You can kind of see, I have one here. Like this one says, I do it for the metals. But think of a lapel pen, but with a safe backing. Here's one we did for Space Force. They're called Me Snaps. It's a daily wearable snap charm with our safe backing. No pins, no holes, no magnets. Um, and Me Snaps can be worn here, for example, in my Garmin watch. You can you can put these in here and accessorize your watch. You can put them in Crocs. You can put. They're just very similar to the gibbet concept, but you don't need a gibbet. You don't need a Croc. These snap in. All those shoes, like my kids wear natives. I wear a shoe called Peoples. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peoples is kind of a, a little better material, more fashionable. As a, a former a former executive at Crocs left and created the shoe. So our product fits the me snaps fit in all those shoes. So I can I can snap them into my my runners. My I got these right here at TRE from the Under Armour team. Which um, these sync to my phone, by the way. But they can snap and lock into like here. I did these for Nike. So this can actually snap into my watch, right? And I can snap and lock on the backside. And they actually fit in my shoe as well, in the shoe hole. But of course, you can also snap and lock them and turn this Under Armour top, which I use, and you can turn this into basically a Nike top. 
So me snaps is a daily wearable snap charm. And we customize those with all kinds of different fun logos. It's a, a way to express yourself. And I mean, the, the gibbets, I, I coach high school football and I coach high school basketball. 95% of my kids wear Crocs with gibbets all over them. So they're back and they're popular again. I try to say, what if you could take those out of the Crocs and put them anywhere? That's mm-hmm. what that's what me snaps is. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. This has been such a great conversation, Brian. I'm really enjoying the conversation. I love how this went from your journey to talking about entrepreneurship and encouraging, you know, our listeners or anybody out there, if you have that idea, you know, overcoming that fear and, and getting after it. And the great work that you're doing, not only to innovate in the running space, but also in other industries and other applications. So that's really great. So, you know, tell me what's next. What's next for you, Brian? And, you know, what's next for Bidboards? Yeah, I think for us, what we're, we, uh, we're constantly innovating and we're constantly growing. I mean, my days consist of talking to run groups, track clubs and, and, and race directors. And we are uh, we're trying to expand our product line. Our ultimate goal, we just hit a, a 10 million safety pins gone um, program. So we've removed 10 million safety pins from the endurance space. Our next goal is, is 20 million. Yeah, that's that's uh, in the near future. That's what we do is innovate new products that make uh, running races a, a better race experience is what I like to say in general. But yeah, new, cool, creative products, things I can tell you about. And things I can't tell you about. Okay. Where should we go next? Do you want to talk the about things, things you can't tell me about? <laughs> the things I can tell you about are our me snaps, our, our, our what we call our mini metals. The things I can't tell you about are the next great wave of cool stuff that's coming into the space that no one's done. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. So, you know, tell us how can you know, our listeners find you and follow you online and, you know, kind of watch out, look for your great products that you have today and watch out for the innovative products you're going to come in the future. Yeah. I think the, the easiest way you can, you can email us, you can go to our website, you can follow us on our Instagram, hit us up on messenger. If you have any questions or ideas, share them, Facebook, Instagram, we're on TikTok, email, but our website's easy. You can fill it out. And you can write me, Brian. Hey, Brian, listen to the podcast. I had a question. And we sign NDAs too. If it's an idea, we're not interested in taking ideas. It, we, we have no, I have no problem signing NDAs um, and possibly working, who knows, with the next great inventor. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian. I really do appreciate you coming on the show and you know having a conversation with me about all the great work that you're doing and what you're doing to help our running community and others. So I'll put that information in the show notes to make it easy for our listeners to find and follow you. And you know, with that, have a great day. Yes, you too. Thank you again. Let's go. That's it for this episode of Inspire to Run Podcast. We hope you are inspired to take control of your health and fitness and take it to the next level. Be sure to click the subscribe button to join our community. And also, please rate and review. Thanks for listening.